Welcome inside Biscuits, Brews, and Ball Podcast. My name is Jack Withrow. Usually, Brian England is with us, but as you can see, he is not here. AWOL. Just kidding. He uh, is at a soccer tournament, an indoor soccer tournament today with his little daughter, Caroline, and they got a little bit held up somewhat. You know how tournaments go. But anyway, we have Cassidy Wood from WOWK-TV, the sports director for WOWK-TV. And Cassidy, welcome to our podcast here at Generations Physical Therapy Studio. Thank you for having me. And I would like to say that I think uh, Brian found out I was coming, and that's why he no, didn't show No, up. <laughs> no, no. Um, he, is, he, was, he was mad. No, he wasn't mad. He was just <laughs> sad that he couldn't be down here. But... He didn't want to leave his daughter there at the tournament, and I understand. You know, yeah, kids come first when when you're a family man. <laughs> so maybe next time uh, down the road we can have you on the podcast. But for today, we've got Cassidy Wood and me right here on the Biscuits Brew and Ball podcast. And usually we talk about what's going on with Brian's life and my life and uh, food <laughs> because it is biscuits. Um, but uh, let me ask, you're not originally from Charleston. You are originally, well, you were born in San Diego, California, correct? Yep, that's correct. And now you're here in the Mountain State in the Canal Valley. What's your favorite food place here in the Canal Valley so far? Oh, well, I'm a little bit biased. I love Adelphia because, yeah. you know, that was one of the first spots. I have a crazy story behind that. It's actually how <laughs> I met my now roommate and best friend uh, was there at Adelphia. So, and, you know, being the sports director, I love sports and uh, to go to a sports bar like that and be around people uh, here in the community. It's just a great vibe. It's a great place. They have great wings, great food. So I'm over there quite a bit. Does it always come down to the wings? Um. For me, right now, during football season, yes. <laughs> um, ask me in summer, maybe not so much, but I've eaten so many wings over the past couple months, for sure. And speaking of football, yep, big day today. Mm-hmm. I hear the Packers are going to win. 35 <laughs> to nothing is my prediction for the Packers. Nah, man, you got to go with Joe Cool. The local guy. Yeah. Well, not local, but, you know, in the tri-state local. I actually got a chance to talk to him yeah. on Monday. I saw where you talked to his parents. Yeah, you have to so, sit down with them. Uh huh. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh, it was weird how we were able to make that work. But I reached out to Mr. Burrow and Mrs. Burrow, and uh, they agreed to do a sit down with us. And they brought two of Joe's best friends from growing up, Ryan and Adam, and they're twins actually. Yeah. Um, and they were kind of a triple threat in high school there at Athens High School. Joe at quarterback, and they were his wide receivers. So uh, they went to the playoffs. You know, three years in a row. That school had never really gone. Joe and them took him there. And, um, yeah, they were just great to talk to. And then on Monday, uh, I got a virtual press pass for the Super Bowl. And I waited on a Zoom call for over an hour to try to get in there and talk to him. And uh, they finally called on me. So I was able to ask him a question. You're, you're only allowed to ask one. Um, but I basically just asked him what his message is to the people of Athens. You know, they've seen him go through all these trials and tribulations. And now here he is in year two in the NFL going to the Super Bowl. What was his message, you know, to the people back home? And he basically just say, you know, said, you know, you guys made me who I am today, and I will continue to do what I can to help you guys out. Um, there's still a lot of issues and problems that are happening in Athens and the Plains, and, you know, yeah. he just 
I'm sure you saw the Heisman speech and how much, you know, money that brought to the area. And he continues to do that, maybe not on that big of a scale, but under the table, you know, he's helping them out. And he basically just said, I'm ho- I hope I'm making him proud. And yeah. I was like, you sure are. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, going to the Super Bowl. So I, I, I guess your prediction will be, are you hoping it's the Bengals today. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that hurts me as a Steeler fan. I really don't <laughs> like saying that. What about the Cleveland fans? I know. Well, it was funny, actually. I saw uh, my buddy Amanda, who I work with, uh, she tweeted something. Did you ever see Rob Lowe with that NFL yeah. hat? Okay, yeah. yeah they with the said, look on his face. Right. Yeah. They said, this is the Browns fans today, uh, you know, watching the Super Bowl. So <laughs> maybe I have to do that. But I do have a little bit of invested interest after talking to the boroughs for sure yeah yeah well um i'm a packers fan that's why i said they were going to win today but uh oh, football man. 2010 season killed us <laughs> we're not going to talk about the packers today but um you know anyway but i guess I, i'll root for the Bengals. um cause it a little local affiliation and uh yep. i think it's quitting spain as the left tackle mm-hmm. played at wu so there's a W connection there, so plus it's a team of destiny. Sure, you got to root for it's the storyline. Team line. of destiny. <laughs> so here in the Generations Physical Therapy Studio, again talking with Cassidy Wood of WWK TV, and uh, great to have her. And now again, you grew up or born in, I assume, grew up in the San Diego. As a young child, did you play sports? Oh yeah. The rule in my household was every kid had to play at least two. Yep. So, yep. Dad, uh, a sports guy then? Oh, yeah. Mom? Um, Mom was uh, growing up. She played softball and stuff. Um, But my dad is one of three boys, and Mm -hmm. um, they were a big sports family. So his rule always was you had to play two two sports. Um, So I started with basketball, obviously soccer when I was real little. um, But basketball... And then my brother played football. My dad was actually coach of his Pop Warner team growing up. Uh, so I would go with them to all the practices and games and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then my brother started playing lacrosse to keep in shape for football. And I went with him to his lacrosse practices. And I remember there was one day I was like nine years old. And there were all these girls playing lacrosse, you know, over there. And I was like, Mom, what's that? And she was like, well, I don't know. Let's go over there. So we went over and, you know, talked to the coach. And right then they gave me a stick and they were like, why don't you try it? Like, you know, so I did and I fell in love with it that day and never put a stick down after that. So and my sisters, I have two little sisters, Farron and Audrey, and uh, they followed suit kind of. And um, they actually both play lacrosse now at uh, NAU. So, Yeah, I was the only one that didn't go and play in college. Well, you had other plans. Yeah. So you're still in sports. So. Oh, yeah. I had a broadcast dream. You had a broadcast dream? Yeah. At what age did you start thinking that that broadcast dream? I mean, I, I know as a kid, I played every sport available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started with football in the fall mm-hmm. and then went to wrestling, even played basketball some in elementary school and junior high. And then... From wrestling and basketball, we went right into baseball and track season, and summer was swimming for me. Mm-hmm. So it was year-round. So, mm-hmm. But I would never thought that I would today be doing a podcast <laughs> or what I do um, play-by-play for University of Charleston and high school sports here. That didn't come till later, but w- what point in your career or growing up did you think, hey, I want to go be a broadcaster? 
It's funny you ask that. So when I was in high school, I think I always just kind of knew. um, Because when you go back and look at, like, home videos from when I was 10, 15, I'm the oldest of, like, 16 first cousins, by the way. So I always uh, did this thing at family reunions and stuff where I would get all the cousins together. I would come up with, like, a play or something like that, and I would make them do it and perform (laughs) in front of all the parents and put on this production and, like, all of that. So media, production, like, stuff like that was always, I think, you know, something I wanted to do. And then when I was in high school, we would get these projects where it was like um, they would give us, you know, do do whatever you want with this, but it has to be a, a public speaking kind of thing and you have to present something and you can present it however you want, but like, you know, you can do a PowerPoint, bring this. And I always did like a broadcast. Wait, wait, wait. What age is this? So this was um, middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth okay. grade. Yeah. Yeah, like in middle school. You're so much younger than me. <laughs> PowerPoint, middle uh, school. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, we they would let us do whatever we wanted to do. So all through middle school and high school, too, whenever we had a project where you could present it however you wanted to, I always wanted to do it in a broadcast way. Like, yep. I would, you know, put on a headset and do the whole thing. And we have videos of that. So I have videos of me, at like, 10 years old going, and today, and it's about, like, the Civil War or something, yeah. and I'm, like, you know, receiving. So I always think I knew I wanted to do broadcast. And then when I went to college, I was actually majoring in poli sci and I was not doing well. And my freshman advisor like pulled me in her office and was like, all right, Cass, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Like you are not good at this. And she was like, so is there, is there anything that you've thought about doing that maybe like, you know, you have more of a passion for? And, uh, And I was like, well, I've always loved sports. Sports has always been a huge part of my life. Um, And at the time, I was already thinking about interning with Beaver Athletics up at Oregon State. Um, And so I was thinking about that already. And she asked me if I liked to write. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's always been my best subject in school. So I actually started in the newspaper at uh, up at school at Oregon State. And I would write about football, it, you know, sports, obviously, all of them. But uh, we had a really good system with football where we'd go, you know. So you worked in the... SID with the SIDs or yeah yeah we it was really cool uh at Oregon State they had a thing called Orange Media Network where you know it was kind of our broadcast journalism program but they treated it like you know it was your job and you kind of had to take it on yourself and you know make the effort talk to the SID like you really had they kind of put it on you so I would have to go to every practice try to stay after interview the coaches like it was very much a real kind of real life situation and once I started doing that fell in love with it like just loved it and then (laughs) it was my junior year of uh, college Um, one of the guys there were these two guys Logan uh, Jake McGrady and Logan McGinnis I'll never forget they had a show called the Beaver Sports Show yeah (laughs) that's true but uh, they had a Beaver Sports Show and one day like Logan couldn't show up or Jake I forget and they pulled me on they were like Cass you know a lot why don't you come on and do this and that was the first time I ever did TV and I loved it and like so you didn't that's stand there and how, go, uh, uh, no, <laughs> uh, like, like, <laughs> well, if you haven't noticed, I uh, talk a lot and I'm very outgoing. So well, that's fine. It was not a, that's, you know, that's why we move. have you on here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. So, yeah. Which, so, thank you, by the way, for no having problem. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon State, the Beavers. Yeah. Um, from there, you gra- I assume you graduated. Oh, barely. <laughs> 
I'm not don't tell mom not here to judge. But anyway, <laughs> I think you went down to Beaumont, Texas. That is at a right. point. Was that right after Oregon State getting out of school? Yeah. So basically what happened was when I graduated from Oregon State, I had to move back in with mom and dad, obviously. And that lasted hey, about well, that's <laughs> I gave a frown face, but then I'm thinking, man, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. At the time, I'm the oldest of four, though, so at the time, I had a brother in high school, two sisters in middle school. It was just, uh, it was interesting, an interesting dynamic. You know, you go from living on your own for four years, and then you move back, and I was just like, oh, I need to get out of here. So, love my family, though. Um, But I knew I wanted to go to Texas because I knew I wanted to do sports broadcasting and in Texas, and especially football focused. I mean, I wanted to be around football. That's my favorite sport. It's my family's favorite sport. Like, and I wanted to be around it. So I literally applied to every single TV station in Texas. It didn't matter the job title. I applied and I went. And so it took about a month and I got a phone call from Beaumont, Texas market 141, by the way. So here in Charleston where we did drop, we're like 74 right now. So if you can imagine we're 74 here and that was 141. So it's like double the, I guess, smaller, right? if you get what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it's very small down there. They, they rank them, I assume. Yeah, exactly. You know. And it was really small down there. As far and as it, the market. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and it wasn't like a broadcast job. It was a photog job. It was yeah. a camera guy job. You just want to get your foot in the door. I just wanted to get down there and I needed to, you I'm know. I'm trying to get, get in at WOWK. They won't let me. <laughs> well, come on with me. It'll, you know, we'll get you <laughs> I just want to be a photo guy. Yeah, let's do it. We Run need a camera. it, man. We need it. We have. You need a two. camera guy watching out for your uh, some people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we don't got to go down that road. Oh my goodness, God bless her. <laughs> we hey, do need more camera guys, though. Put a reflective vest on. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and if you don't have one, I can get you one. Yeah, there so, you go. Anyway. But, Continue. But, uh, yeah, so it was a photog job um, down there, which sounds crazy to think about now. But uh, went down there. I lasted about... Uh, or, well, first of all, I moved down there. The second week I was living down there, it was Hurricane Harvey. So I went from, you know, growing up in San Diego where nothing ever happens. And it's really? 75 and sunny every day. It's perfect. To, yeah, moving to Beaumont where it was Hurricane Harvey. And it was my second week on the job, first job out of college, you know. And I got thrown into it because our station literally was an island. Everywhere around it was like six feet of water. And so when we came into work that Monday, our boss said, you know, bring, just bring a bag with you. I don't know how long we're going to be stuck here, but bring a change of clothes, yada, yada. So I did, I ended up staying at the station for like six days. We slept on military grade cots upstairs in the sales offices. They teach you that at Oregon State? Yeah, no, no, No. it was very much a rude awakening into the real world. But I mean, I, I'm so thankful for it because, because I got thrown into it so hard, so fast, I was able to learn very, very quickly. And how it works with our industry is you learn at an exponential rate. Like it's, it's amazing when you look at somebody in their first year reporting and then, you know, even a year later or a couple months later, it, you grow so much. And then to have an experience like Harvey, you know, I I just grew so much. Matter of fact, it took less than like two months, I think, before they put me on air. Um, And then from there, it was kind of 
history, so yeah. so to speak. But uh, but yeah, so I got pulled on air. I was down there for about a little over two years, reporting in Southeast Texas. Um, some of the best people I met, best barbecue, best Cajun food. If you want to talk oh, food, yeah. crawfish, love crawfish. I mean, you're right there next to Louisiana. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the cool thing about crawfish is it's a whole experience. You know, it's not, you're not just going for the food. It's like a whole, you know, they dump it on a table. You got it. You got to sit there and, you know, and everybody has their own little hole in front of them to put the shell um, casings. I, uh, funny, (laughs) funny story. Um, a buddy of mine, he, uh, lived in Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Um, his mom, his sister still lives down there, but anyway, we'd go down and visit and fly down into New Orleans and then drive over mm-hmm. and uh, they said, let's go out to eat. And I am not a spicy person eating wise. Really? Oh man. See, it's, I'm the opposite. I start crying. No starts. Yeah. Everything. Ten. <laughs> but anyway, so we go to this uh, restaurant down South of Lafayette. I mean, we're in deep Cajun country then. Mm-hmm. And um, it was called, the restaurant was called blacks It is no longer there anymore. But anyway, we go in and sit down at this big table and the guy brings out these big tubs of crawfish. And I look at him and I say, um, which one are the mild ones? And he laughed at me <laughs> and just like <laughs> dropped it and then left. And I'm like, man, I am in trouble if I eat one of these. Oh, and yeah. It's just that, that food down there. I mean, it is great. Yeah. But it is spicy hot down there. And I, I appreciate you bringing in food into this podcast because that's what this podcast, a little bit of it is that's why we name it the oh, biscuits yeah. in it. But I appreciate you bringing the food angle into the yeah, podcast. Of course, man. I miss crawfish so much. I don't. <laughs> I will say it is dangerous because you get a little bit of that spice. You can't go anywhere no, near no, no, your no, face no. because, yeah, you'll be screwed. So yeah. that's that's definitely the hard part. But like I said, it's a whole experience. I mean, most places are BYOB. So we would like mm-hmm. show up with our, you know, our own beer and like sit there. It's just it's really fun. Speaking of beer, have you been to the tap in St. Albans? I have not. Oh my I've gosh. wanted to go. I know. I have a couple of my friends have been a couple yeah. times and yeah, they've said nothing but good things. Yeah. I need to go. I think it's 24 taps and Brian will correct me if I'm wrong, but of course, mm-hmm. Brian and um, TJ and Jordan, those, those guys, they own that mm-hmm. along with crafts of the coal, which they have a storefront now on uh, main street. Okay. In St. Albans. So you got to go down at the main street in St. Albans is awesome. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've done so much with that. Uh, uh, a lot of new stores coming in there. And during the summer, they have a lot of events where they shut down the whole street. And they have concerts and a stage at the end of the street. So it's really neat. When did they do that? Um, it's called the Yak Fest. Mm. It's when they do uh, the kayaks down the Coal River. Oh, um, gotcha. The Tour of the Coal, you may have heard that. Yeah. Um, it's like... And I know I'll screw this number up. It's, it's like 2,000 kayaks going down the river. Oh, dang. In St. Albans. And, and they, when is that? Usually? It's got to be in June or July. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's warm weather. Coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a polar plunge. No, right? no, 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 no. Not a polar plunge. But um, they shut down the whole street. Vendors come in, food vendors, beer vendors, you know, uh, people are selling things, crafts, you know, those type of things. And then they have music all, all day. Oh, Almost like a regatta. Yeah. Um, so they set up a big stage at the end of Old Main Street, and they shut down the whole street. And then they have um, Davison Brothers were there mm. two years ago before COVID, I think. Or was it? Yeah, 
anyway. But uh, great event. You got to make your way down there to St. Albans. But uh, yeah, you got to go to to the tap and great food too. Yeah, I need to go for sure. That's definitely a a downside as I moved here and like, you know, three months went by and COVID hit. So (laughs) I haven't been able to get out a whole lot. Does craziness just follow you right now? Because you go to Texas and hurricane season (laughs) twice and now move up here and you live through the COVID and the pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, and I say maybe that's why I got thrown into Harvey so that I know how to handle all these other things. But yeah, life's just been crazy, man. But spent two years down there and then made my way up here. Yeah. So So now you're in West Virginia, but Mm -hmm. you've got roots in West Virginia, don't you? Mm -hmm. Fairmont. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really weird. But my my grandparents. People in Fairmont are weird. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Marion County, baby. <laughs> but uh, no, now, my grand- my mom's originally from Harrison County, Clarksburg. Okay, but we've got family in Fairmont too, so oh, I can gotcha. say that. I can say that about Fairmont people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was funny when I was uh, planning on leaving Beaumont. You know, you want to move up, like I said, move up market sizes. Um, and I knew I, my next job had to be sports. My my job down there, I was mainly news, and they let me do some sports, but it wasn't. I needed a sports job. You know, I was sick of hurricanes. <laughs> so yeah. um, so I was looking for a sports job, and, yeah, there was an opening up here um, in Charleston. And I so my grandparents were born and raised in Fairmont, and my grandma had my dad and his two brothers up there. And then when they were a little bit older, they moved to Pittsburgh, which is why we're all Steeler fans. Um, <laughs> yikes. That was a rough, rough look, Jack. No, no, <laughs> but, I'm just... But yeah, big Steeler fans. Um, and then it's funny when uh, my dad and my uncles were o- older, like end of high school and stuff. Um, my grandma was sick of the cold. Yeah. So she was like, that's it, kids. We're packing it up. We're moving to California. <laughs> Why didn't my parents do that? Didn't know anybody. <laughs> nothing. She yeah. just decided they were going and they went. And so, Did she just pick it out on the map, a warm place? Pretty much, I okay. think. Well, and with my grandma too, she is very glamorous and always like obsessed with Audrey Hepburn. You know, she was very, very much like that. And being, you know, the only female in a family full of men, like I think for her, it was just, I want to get to LA. I want to see a glamorous lifestyle. And they supported her, you know, God bless them. So they all moved to LA and then uh, my dad and mom met out there and raised their kids. So yeah, I was a uh, second generation, I guess, California, but then m- moved it back here. So yeah. called up Grammy and told her, That's, guess who's moving back to West Virginia? There's always a West Virginia connection. Oh yeah. Things. Um, so, but yeah, glad to have you back. And well, uh, and that's why I love working here and like living here because especially in the sports world, I've heard yeah. so many times all roads lead through West Virginia and the more <laughs> like I'm here, the more it's so true. I hung out with Nick Saban at the Greenbrier for 16 holes of golf. Yeah. I could never do that anywhere else, you know, and just pick his brain and like, I don't know. I've had access. I interviewed Byron Leftwich last year. Like yeah. I've had access to, you know, people just f- because I'm here in this state, you know, than I would have, at, you know, anywhere else. So what, um, speaking of you know, all that and the things you get to do, mm-hmm. what's, let's start off. What's the, what's the cons? What's the bad things about what you do that you don't, the things that you don't like about the, the job? Um, 
a lot of people say the negative feedback. Uh, thank God I haven't had too much of it, but you do get uh, some emails and messages here or there. You know, you should be doing this. Your broadcast needs this. and yeah, Like yeah, they know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you went to journalism school. Yeah. You know what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, I try to just brush that off, and it does help having a good support system like I do. Yeah. I mean, just the people around here support me. And um, so I haven't had too much negative feedback. I will say I think the hardest part right now is trying to figure out how to juggle everything. I mean, even today I was a couple minutes late for you, and I felt so bad. But, like, I just feel like there's so much going on always and yeah. I want so bad to cover everything that I can, but there's only one of me and I do have Zach who's shout out Zach. He's great. Um, but there is only two of us really. So yeah. trying to cover everything and get to everything. And the biggest thing for me is disappointing people. I hate disappointing people. So, um, just trying to balance all of that, I think yeah. is, um, you know, I'm learning. So <laughs> what's the best thing about your job? The people that I meet. Yeah. For sure. I mean, between the kids I've met, especially, you know, I've been doing this job through COVID, right? And it's been heartbreaking. Like, there's this one kid that will stick with me forever, I already know. But uh, I went down to Chapmanville because their football program, you know, in 2020, they had to cancel so many games because they their program got hit, like, hard. And, you know, they weren't doing anything wrong. They were doing everything they needed to do. But for some reason, the outbreaks down there were just insane. So when they finally got to play again, I went down there to do a story with them. And um, there was this one kid that I interviewed who was a junior at the time. So he's probably graduated by now. Um, but, you know, he was pretty emotional and basically was saying that football was his ticket out of there. And football was the one thing that he was working so hard at because he knew that he could get out of there. And he straight up told me, he was like, look, my grades aren't good. I'm not good at school. And I knew that if I could just get maintain a 2.0 and then prove to coaches that I'm good enough on the field, yeah. I can get a college education out of it. He never wanted to go pro or anything. He just purely, his family could not afford college yeah. and he just needed some help. And that what is what he thought would help. And so I, it was just heartbreaking because it's like he got his junior season taken away, his senior season basically taken away because 2021 wasn't that different. And so, like, it was just heartbreaking. And after our interview, the coach actually came up to me and uh, told me that his story is actually, you know, worse than he let on. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said that both his parents passed away in a car accident like two years wow. prior. His grandma was taking care of him. Like he really, he had, he had to become the man of the house at a really young age, really quickly and unexpectedly in the middle of a pandemic. It was just all these things. And he's not the only kid, you know, there's so many kids out there that this has affected um, their futures. And I'm, and that's why I'm also so humbled and thankful that I am in the job I'm in because I do give these kids that platform and that spotlight for maybe two minutes or however long it is. But it's something, you know, it's something that I can give them when they've had so much taken away. And I think yeah. that's my that's probably my favorite part of the job. Yeah, that's the one of the main or probably the top thing with this COVID and uh, kids is the opportunities taken from them to maybe get a shot at going to college or somewhere. Mm -hmm. And like you said, most of these 99% of these kids know they're not going to play in college. Right. But man, get that taken away from them, that, that experience of playing high school sports and things like that. Mm -hmm. and, and not just high school sports, but other things that you do in high school. Right. Um, 
I mean, nobody wants to sit at home and take classes on a computer mm -hmm. screen. And like my little sister, you know, it was her senior year was 2020. And so she didn't get a graduation, yep. no prom, nothing. Yeah. So, well, my, my youngest son, Parker mm -hmm. graduated in 2020 mm -hmm. and that's the same. Now they did have a graduation. They finally in June, mm -hmm. they had an outdoor graduation in Putnam County. So that was nice that, to, that mm -hmm. they were able to do that for the kids, but still it just affected so many. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's a good story there. Um, yeah, so, I think about him all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, going forward, mm -hmm. any goals? Man, <laughs> my goal has always been that I wanted to get to the point where I was covering like a specific NFL franchise, yeah. which is great. Yeah, it's a lofty goal, but you know, football, as I said, was always my passion. I grew up on a field, so like. I was, I've always been around it. I just knew that no matter what, ultimately, I just need to be around the game like I need to. So even if broadcast doesn't pan out, if I go into PR for a franchise, something like that. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'm feeling pretty good about broadcast. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. I meet a lot of cool people and tell cool stories. So I'm going to stick with this for now. Um, and I do really like it here. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I love it here. I've, I have had some people reach out maybe to go to like a bigger city, but for right now, I, I love where I'm at right now and I'm just content. And you don't really find that in our industry. So much of it is what is your next step? What's your yeah. next goal? Where are you yeah. going next? And like to sit here right now and be, you know, content with where I'm at, it feels really good. So I'm yeah. going to enjoy this for a little bit. Yeah, it seems like in your all's industry, you know, maybe this, you know, you said it was in the 70, mm -hmm. 74, 74, I think, the yeah, market. something like that. Almost like a stepping stone to the next big, big job or bigger job. Yeah. But, uh, but some people stick here. They like it. Like mm -hmm. you said, uh, they're, they're, they're content here. They're happy. Mm -hmm. uh, our, our man, Spencer Atkins is happy here. He's been yeah. here forever. I know. I mean, how old is he? Like 99? I don't know. He's getting up there, man. Do you like the bobblehead? <laughs> I know. I do love the bobblehead. The Matter bobblehead. of fact, well, I told Spencer yesterday I was coming on the show and he yeah. said, Oh, you got to get me in there with Jack. I love He's that. in here. Yeah. <laughs> but there he is. He's already here. <laughs> you're already here, Spencer. If you're listening and watching, yeah. um, you're you are, already here. you're always with me. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. but, uh, I love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of sports and everything here locally, mm -hmm. got a lot of things going on. Um, of course, we're deep in the, into um, high school basketball here mm -hmm. in the state of West Virginia. And um, so that's coming up. Uh, the, the MSAC, the Night of Champions coming up. They just mm -hmm. announced um, the pairings for that. Mm -hmm. So you got George Washington and Capitol are going to play for the third time this mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. i think it's yeah the third time yeah so that's a potential later on for them to play in uh the sectionals and regionals and yep. that pairing so they could possibly play four times this year which is crazy um, yeah i don't think too many people would complain about that though i yeah. feel like they like watching those two teams but that section off. is so tough with south charleston capital and mm -hmm. george washington in there and it's just those three teams just battle every year um so talented Mm -hmm. But uh, also coming up uh, next week, we were talking about uh, the state swim meet coming mm -hmm. up in Morgantown, and I'll be up there uh, doing the play-by-play -play for that. And this is one of the, the first time I ever did a swim meet was last I year. I was about to ask, what's it like, do, like doing play-by-play -play well, for a swim meet? I didn't, didn't know what I was going to get into when I got there. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I grew up swimming. I told you mm-hmm. I, I swam every summer. Uh, so I knew how a swim meet flowed. Mm-hmm. I knew all the strokes. I know, you know, how things are timed. And so that helped me. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy with me. He's from the Eastern Panhandle. He's a coach up there for the swim team. And he runs the Swim WV website. Um, so he kind of covers swimming in the state of West Virginia. So mm-hmm. we brought him on. Dude is a hot mess. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh, gosh. But I loved him. He was awesome <laughs> to have. Awesome. I mean, he was just nuts the whole time. And Hey, but that makes for the best it interviews. Does. Like, for and, real. And I think people loved him. Now, our producer that day was like, oh, my God, this guy. Oh, my God. And I'm like, Butch, man, this is great. And, you know, yeah. and, and Butch is like, go with it, go with it. And we had the best time calling that swim meet. And... You know, you get to the state meet, so there's very good competition. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, here locally, George Washington, the mm-hmm. boys and girls are very good. Um, South Charleston has had some swimmers in did the they, past. And they both won it last year, right? Boys I and think girls? So. Yeah. I know the girls did. Yeah. Uh, but Morgantown's good. Yeah. Um, so um, you've got some other teams around here. I, I believe Winfield and Hurricane are always got some good swimmers. Mm-hmm. Um they swim down here at the uh, YWCA here in Taze Valley. Winfield's like incredible at track. I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I've yeah. covered that state track meet. So it's always that. Yeah, it's a fun event. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming up. Of course, I do Mountain East Conference stuff uh, for them and, and University of Charleston. So we're deep into that here in, in the um, Canal Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball tournaments coming up, state tournament. Mm hmm. I know yeah, you like my the state first tournament. One, yeah, my first one was last year. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it was incredible. Yeah. Just the atmosphere, the amount of people that come out for it. Like, well, now it's five days, a five-day event. It yeah. used to be just four. Now we're in uh, four classifications. Right. So now it's a five-day event. So even more people come to Charleston for that. So Yeah, I was bummed about the reclassification because I yeah. got here and I learned everything. And then it was like, oh, no, nope, we're going to do me four like, now. What is, what is going on? I was like, no, I just got this job. I'm just getting, you know, my yeah. feet on the ground. And yeah. now everything's changing. But, oh, man, you love it, though. Yep. That's part of the job. So did Marshall win today? Yes, the girls won. It, uh, oh, it was a girls game. It was the girls game. Okay. It, it was their pink game, so it was oh, for okay. breast cancer and stuff. Um, so, yeah, they were playing UTEP. Uh, they were up pretty much the whole time. It was nice, though. They were on a five-game losing streak, so oh. they needed this, yeah. The conference is pretty split right now. You know, the top half is very, very good, and the bottom half is not so good. Yeah. And Marshall played, like, the bottom half of the conference for the past so little bit, and now they're up at the upper. T- yeah, so, uh, yeah, they were on a five-game losing losing streak but today i think they won like 60 to 48 something like that yeah. so and they've got some local girls that play on yep. that team yeah i know the dunham, dunham girl played at uh south charleston she went to xavier yeah played four years there and then yeah. uh, a graduate transfer over to marshall so yeah and then savannah wheeler is actually from boyd county so yeah. right, right over there and that's, then uh that's around. what actually shocked me is on the men's roster they have a like two or three guys from logan county yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Local Speaking flavor. of which, we were at that Logan Chapmanville basketball Oh, did you go game. down there? Yeah, I sent Zach down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he said it was incredible. Like, was just it the, the first time he's ever stuff. been to, to a game like that? To Chapmanville, yes. He, he's he been to Logan, um, but he hadn't been to Who Chapmanville. Who did he have in Logan when, when they were? Oh, man. I can't remember. Um, 
I can't remember. So, I mean, you get Le- Willie maybe Acres, Winfield, Arena. Maybe Winfield, maybe? It should have been maybe a pretty good game then. Yeah. Um, man, that place get packed, gets packed down there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. That old, old yep. basketball school feel. Yeah. You know. And you know where I went actually last week was Wayne High School. Uh, yeah. I guess I didn't know this. I guess they were calling their gym the dungeon and because it was so dark you yeah. couldn't see in there. Yeah. And I walked in and one of the dads came up to me and said, we ain't the dungeon no more. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's bright in they here. They got new man. lights. Yeah, they got new lights. because yeah, the last time I was, of course, it's been <laughs> six or seven years ago. Oh, yeah. I was down there and, yeah, it was dark. Yeah, yeah. So. It was dark, and but I guess it's even going to be brighter because they still have more, you know, oh, okay. construction that they're going to be doing. So, yeah, they're fixing that place up, and their girls' team is really good this year. So, yeah, yeah. they they've been pretty good here the past few years. So. Yeah, but favorite place in West Virginia? Vacation, whatever. Just place to go. This is going to sound so corny, um, but my aunt and uncle live on the Tiger River up in <laughs> Fairmont still, and uh, they have like three camps right there on the river. Um, and so I actually brought my friend Marilee and my roommate uh, Gracie up there a couple times now, and yeah. especially over the summer, you know, one of the, one of the camps is this cabin. It's like kind of small, and uh, they'll just throw air mattresses in there for us, and we'll <laughs> literally just hang out on the river for like four or five days, you know, and just jet ski and water ski and hang out and it's like such an escape um yeah and just drink beer and hang man it's so great i love it up there yeah so that's probably my favorite place unwind plus childhood memories and stuff every summer growing up we actually came back to the tiger river um and that was like our big family vacation so i've been coming back to fairmont every year since i was little one of my favorite spots in west virginia to go to a snowshoe i haven't been there yet I just like getting over there. Now it's tough to get over there. It takes forever to get over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you're there, it's like turn on the banjo music. <laughs> but I love that. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like and once I'm over there, it's just like, man, this is this is awesome over here. Yeah. Um, I wish I lived over here, but I mean, the only thing over there is snowshoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a great place and once you're up on the mountain, it's it's pretty cool. And it's the only place I've ever encountered uh, a black bear. Oh, wow. And I've done it twice over there. Oh, scary. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just kind of walk right up on you, and you're like, oh. But, yeah, uh, no thanks. Yeah. I have been to Fayetteville, too. I like it yeah, out there. It's I really like pretty. Um, I do still want to go white water rafting. I haven't done I've that done yet. I've done that down the Cheat River. Okay. We I went, have not uh, done that yet. We did a 12-mile. Uh, they called them in those rubber duckies. They're like little <laughs> blow-up kayaks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't go in like the eight man raft oh gotcha i should have i want to 12 miles in that little rubber ducky is what they called it <laughs> i mean my abs this was back when i'm in my 20s but man i i think the whole next day i just laid in bed they were just so sore it's a workout <laughs> it is 12 miles of anything's a workout oh yeah i mean you're sitting there paddling and just but yeah the cheat river uh, I've experienced it, but yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're young, not my age. <laughs> but when you're young, you can do things like that. So yeah, but, I definitely. It's on the bucket list to get up to snowshoe and then uh, whitewater raft. I'm not allowed to leave here yet until yeah, those two things have happened. Yeah, yeah. And you, well, you've already had pepperoni rolls. So oh yeah, that. yeah. 
Grammy Consider. Grammy used to make those too back in San Diego growing up. And it was yeah. funny because to us, it was such a regular thing. And right. then I would go to like school in elementary school and middle school and have pepperoni rolls and stuff and be like eating them. And kids would be like, what is that? And I'm like, you don't know what a pepperoni roll is? So That's what the coal kinda, miners ate. Yeah, come on. Come on. Bunch of San Diego and whatever they call them. San Diegans. Yeah. <laughs> San Diegans. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. San Diegans. San Diegans. San Diego. So we'll end with that. And again, I <laughs> appreciate Cassidy coming on today. Um, yeah. If you can uh, check her out on Twitter, and the Twitter handle is at Cassidy Wood TV, correct? Yes, sir. I think that's the same for Facebook, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but you can follow along. It. Yeah. And what she does with WWK TV. Uh, she is the sports director there and does a great job of covering local athletes, uh, both in high school and college here in the Canal Valley and then the outskirts of Canal Valley, too, down in Huntington and eastern Kentucky and southeastern Ohio. So, but anyway, I'm again, impressed. Yeah. I can't even remember that. You can't? <laughs> People are like, where's your co-? I'm like, southwest. No, east. east it's eastern east, Ohio. West, yeah, eastern, <laughs> yeah. South. Southeastern. I'm directionally challenged, though, too. So. Well, I have, I have a friend from um, over in that area, and I can't remember what town he's from, but he calls himself an SOB. <laughs> and it stands for Southern Ohio Boy. Uh, that's awesome. So I like that. But, yep. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. You can check out Biscuits, Brews, and Ball podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, as well as you can watch today's podcast on youtube so that'll do it again we want to thank cassidy woods my name is jack withrow sorry brian couldn't be here today but maybe next time he will make time (laughs) for us here on the biscuits brews and ball podcast